Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Strategy Skills Podcast, right? I'm going to talk a little bit about case studies here, what I call logical case studies, because I really believe case studies are very powerful, but they're very badly done. We've done a lot of case studies for the power sector study. You can see them in the study when they go up. They may be up by now. But I think the key thing you have to understand is that you have to know how to do a case study. And one of the most common things I see people doing is they get excited about the most topical company at that point. So one of the things I see very common is people want to do a lot of case studies about Netflix and Google to understand how their cultures are run. Or right now, a lot of people are doing case studies about Tesla. Now, I don't know much about those companies. Obviously, I know more probably than the average person, but I'm not going to claim to say that I've spent time thinking about them and analyzing them because, you know, I don't have not done work for them. Maybe I'll do work in the future, but I've not done work for them now, right? Whenever a young consultant comes to me and says, Michael, let us do a case study of this hip new company. Everyone's talking about how successful they are. The thing I point out to them is that you're doing a case study of a company that has not been around long enough for us to see the long-term implications of the actions they are taking. If you're doing a case study of something that is so recent that you don't know the long-term implications, why are you case studying it? It's an irrelevant point. So, for example, if you want to analyze how a car company can grow rapidly, you should not analyze Tesla because they have not grown rapidly. And even if in your mind you think they've grown rapidly, you don't know if it's sustainable. You don't know what the fallout effects are. You don't know what skeletons will come out later. And again, I'm not saying there are any. It's just logic would dictate that if the future hasn't arrived, we cannot predict what will be in the future for these companies. So whenever you're doing case studies, it's always important to case study an event at a company. Don't case study a company. Case study an event at a company or an initiative at a company that took place a long time ago so that you can see the real implications versus what experts who always get things wrong tell you what the implication would be. Here's a classic example of this, right? I'm not going to go through the actual case study. You can read it yourself. But the point is that in this market where Empire Energy operates and Empire International, there's a lot of talk about deregulating the market, which is allow prices to be set in the market and allow competitors primarily to come in because prices are now set in most of the market by the market, but allow competitors to come in. And the feeling here that Empire International and Empire Energy had is that if companies enter the market, they're probably going to compete on price and because they don't have the legacy problems Empire Energy has, and they'd be able to steal market share. And Empire Energy had all these studies done which people said, well, if it happens, you just erode your market base. So we went back and looked at markets that are deregulated. And we found something quite interesting. We found that, yes, the Irish market, for example, when the market opened, customers who had not 
competed or not participated in the market on competitive terms, not your average customers, but those who had not competed in the market on competitive terms, when they saw all the choice out there, they started to simply work with different utilities and ask for the lowest price. And they signed up with utilities at the lowest price. These are corporate customers. But then, over time, they realized that, oh my God, the service is terrible. An example of this is something that happened to me, right? I, when I was in Canada, I thought, well, I'm not going to spend so much money for a cell phone contract. It's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous, right? So I was walking somewhere and I saw a, a counter for this uh, low-cost carrier. And I said, well, I went up to them and said, look, it'll take us five minutes to sign you up. It's a simple credit check. You know, you should have a fine credit history. And it literally took me five minutes to sign up. I thought, wow, it's so cheap. It's so amazing. This is amazing. Then over time, when problems occurred and I couldn't call anyone for help, I couldn't email anyone, I had to go online, the website never worked, they never responded to my emails, I realized it's not worth it. And then I started looking for a better carrier that would, and where I ended up paying a smaller premium, but still a premium for better service. Right? So it's, it's quite intuitive. And this is what happened in the Irish sector. A lot of companies went to the lowest cost foreign provided or other providers, not necessarily foreign. They then, the most discerning corporate customers and the ones that had special needs realized the low cost wasn't worth the value of the service and came back and were willing to pay a premium to the incumbent Irish provider. So it's not as if you lose the customers forever. No, provided under certain conditions you can win them back. And that is if your service is good, if the service at the other player is not worthy of the cost reduction. So that's a deep insight here. Because if you had just studied popular utility that had today opened itself up to competition, you would have concluded that customers desert the incumbent and go to the lowest cost player. And because you haven't had time to see the long-term effects of what happens, you would have concluded that the utility dies, but it's not true. So you can see here why I like studying things that are quite far back so you can see the long-term impact. If someone brings me a case study of a company that's just doing something today, I'll say, take it away, I'm not interested in it. Because unless you have a time machine that allows you at night to fly into the future and see what's going to happen, I'm not interested in it. And then that's not the insight. The insight then for us was, okay, if customers are going to go through this cycle? How do we get them to go from here to year without going through that painful experience of signing up with another utility and suffering, right? Now, you know, in, in the real situation, actually, from a real study, this actually became a separate study where we created a marketing strategy for a utility in terms of how it should engage its customers, its large corporate customers. That one insight led to that fairly substantial study Right? And it was a very successful study because you don't usually do marketing for big companies. So I really enjoyed it. So you can see how you have to think these things through, right? It's very important. And I employ upon consultants and even people who are working within corporates or working on case studies. Don't do big case studies. Don't case study an entire company. Case study an event within a company that's far enough back where you can see the implications, talk to the people involved, and come up with an insight then the real insight is the implications of the insight. So what that people eventually come back? Well, the so what is that neither we 
utility, the incumbent, nor the customers want to go through this painful learning curve. So how do we limit or eliminate the learning curve? And for one particular client, we developed a what I thought was a very clever campaign to reach out to their corporate clients well ahead of time to show them the implications of cutting back, to help them understand things. It is brilliant. And it can work for you as well, provided you understand how to do case studies. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.